Vegas Flowers in the Stanley Cup semifinals. What a hockey game that was last night. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates. And did I mention what a hockey game that was last night? Wow! Golden Knights 6, Avalanche 3 doesn't really do justice to how fiercely competitive that was. Empty net goal there for the Golden Knights at the end. Just fast-paced, furious, creative, dynamic, entertaining, great goals, great saves. Marc-Andre Fleury rising above as he invariably does even after he messes up. And the Golden Knights overall bouncing back from losing game one of this series 7-1. to one. And that score doesn't even come close to reflecting the degree to which Colorado dominated that game. Wow. I mean, you, you couldn't help but thinking as you're watching this that these are the two best teams in the National Hockey League. But here's the thing. I, I'm not even sure that either of them was the best team in the NHL. What a semifinal group this is shaped up to be but what a final this is going to be because this is going to come down to the golden knights and the tampa bay lightning and that's really really going to be something oh oh come on really you want to go over the really okay i mean i guess we can do that look I know what the name of the show is. I also know that there's really not all that much to talk about as it relates to the Penguins. If anybody really wants to get into Casey DeSmith having had surgery uh, yesterday to correct a core muscle issue and what that'll mean, because he's going to be out for six weeks or so in which he's not going to be playing hockey anyway, I guess we could do that if you hurry up and send in (laughs) Just one question on that subject. But in the meantime, there actually is not good, but great hockey happening remaining in the NHL. But I do see this coming down to Vegas and Tampa Bay, and I'll get to that in the final in a bit. But I I first want to throw in a word about the New York Islanders because that team makes no sense. There's nothing logical or rational about how they win and why they win other than that they try really, really hard. And they're really stubborn and persistent with what they do. And they believe that if they just kind of Wait, hang on, 
here comes a chance, and then they put that chance away that it's enough to win. And you know what? When they keep winning, it's kind of hard to argue the point. The four semifinalists last year in the bubble were the Lightning and Islanders on one side, the Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars on the other. So all that happened here, other than the Stars really obviously falling off this season, is that a Canadian team got into the semis only because there was an all-Canada division. We all know how this ends up for Canadian teams since none of them have won since the Canadians themselves way back in 1993, and they won't be winning this one either. But I think there's something special to be said for the Islanders being one of the teams that's made it this far. The Islanders are the team that advanced out of the division that everybody agreed beforehand was going to be the toughest one in hockey. I'm not so sure that still holds, you know, because playoffs exist too. And unlike trophy balloting, I don't have a problem including playoffs in these types of assessments. It's impossible to watch the caliber of hockey that was on last night and the caliber of hockey that the Golden Knights and Avalanche exhibited throughout that series and think to yourself that, yeah, those Bruins and Islanders came out of the best division. It's just, it's just not a real thing. Anyway, so let's get to it. Let's look at what's left in these playoffs. Uh, kind of glossing over these semis because neither of them comes close to exciting me. I mean, I could see Montreal stealing a game because Carey Price has looked like peak version of Carey Price, which he now seems curiously to save for this time of year. Doesn't really show you a whole lot in the regular season anymore. And the Canadians do have uh, some guys, not many guys, but a handful of guys who can make things happen up front. Uh, Tyler Toffoli's really been a find since he came over to Montreal. But they've also got Cole Caulfield, the young kid who's making an impact every time he goes over the boards. Maybe could be a little bit of a wild card for them. Shea Weber, and I just can't. I'm sorry. If, if Vegas doesn't take that series in, in four straight, then I'll be surprised. Um, but again, it is Carey Price, so there is a game in there that can be stolen. Uh, the disparity between the depth, the size, the speed, the skill, the everything that the Golden Knights bring, but especially up front uh, over Montreal, is, is, uh, it's, it's overwhelming. This would be the upset of upsets if the Canadians can pull this off. And they won't. And they won't. Um, the Islanders are going to be competitive with the Lightning only because the Islanders are competitive, period. It's just what they do. They're not really out of any game that they're in, no matter how much they're trailing by. Uh, they seem to find ways to produce something out of nothing. 
they've gotten not all that much from guys like Matt Barzal and Jordan Eberle, and they really didn't against the Penguins either. But then there's you know Brock Nelson just scoring tons and tons of big goals, and, and they get them from all over. And now even their former Devils are starting to contribute on a regular basis with Travis Ajak and Kyle Palmieri finally coming through. I know Palmieri had the one big game against the Penguins, but for the most part hasn't been much of a factor. Uh, the Islanders are just they're, – they're, they're going to be competitive. They're going to get in the lightning bolts' faces. They're going to make them regret that the Islanders made it that far because they're going to make their lives miserable on them, and they're going to take a couple of games. But my goodness – Although the talent disparity between these teams isn't as great as what it'll be between Vegas and Montreal, it's it's significant. It's significant. And the Islanders can't stay out of the penalty box forever. I know they did a good job of that for the most part against Pittsburgh, and they did really well in that regard against Boston, even prompting Bruce Cassidy to start throwing up all kinds of conspiracy theories about how Barry Trotz has convinced the planet that – the Islanders are uh, angels, but it's not going to matter. Uh, they're going to take penalties, and when they do, that ridiculous Tampa Bay power play is is going to stone them. And look, even if everything goes wrong for the Lightning, if everything completely collapses, they still have the best goaltender in the world at the back end to bail them out in Andre Vasilevsky. And yes, he's the best goaltender in the world. It's not Carey Price. Carey Price's reputation in that regard kind of slipped a few years ago. What he's enjoying right now is a little bit of a renaissance, but that's about it. Like how he used the French word, though, for the Canadians? Renaissance? Yeah. And then comes the final. And then comes the final, and I can't even, I can't touch that. I can't touch that one. Show me the weaknesses in either the Golden Knights or the Lightning. Show me the shortcomings that these teams have. Get into the nitty-gritty. Get into the special teams. Get into the depth. Get into the... Uh, I, I guess you could say that the the Bolts have the edge in terms of defense men, if only because they've got Victor Hedman and Vegas doesn't. But even the goaltending, look at the goaltending. Vasilevsky, sure, yeah, he's the best, but then there's Flower on the other side, and who's going to say anything negative about Flower? Flower can be a little, you know, spacey at times, as he showed in the Colorado series, but he, he makes you all the saves as soon as he starts getting into the groove. And he wins the game. It's what he's been doing for a long, long time. I, I, I can't. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I mean, I suppose I shouldn't be ready to pick a, a result in a final in which the participants haven't even been officially determined yet. But I'm just not there. I, I see right now, definitively, the two best teams in the National Hockey League are still alive. And when they get to a head-to-head, -head, it, it's going to be quite the spectacle for hockey, it really will, and I think it'll be even better than what we just saw between Vegas and Colorado, and that's saying something. When we come back, just one question.
back. It's time for just one question, and that's brought to you always by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. They're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org to find out how $1 from you can be turned into five meals produced and delivered by them. $1 equals five meals. Go to pittsburghfoodbank.org. Today's question comes from a man, Gene Padden, out in San Diego, who says, DK, it's getting to be about that time. When will we see Sid and Gino as regular line mates? 71 brings size to Sid's line. Seems like one way to add some size and use Jake or Rust somewhere else. You know, I've had a reflexive response to this subject for such a long time, Gene, that my hesitation here in answering yours is probably more telling than anything that I could actually say because I actually thought about it for a second. Like I, you know, gave it a, a, a good, healthy pause. And I'm not sure it's the worst idea. Um, Gino's not a winger. Sid's not a winger. That's a problem in and of itself. This isn't as simple as, say, when Edmonton decides that it really, really needs to get offense going and it puts Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl together. And that's the best comparable in the league, by the way, because they're both natural centers, but uh, they both play with... Uh, Such speed, such skill, such ability to control the puck and to change the direction of the flow of the game, even once they gain the attacking zone, that it really doesn't matter all that much who's the centerman. I mean, maybe for draw purposes or whatever, but even there, I mean, they're both lefties. It's not not something that's going to matter all that much. If you could develop... Uh, I was going to say a scheme, but that sounds too footballish. If you could develop a, a mindset, a, a prism in which Sid and Gino would have a general understanding that, listen, we're out here together. It really doesn't matter who the center is. What matters is how you attack the other team's blue line. And then from there how you sustain the attack in a way that fits with both of their respective and different styles. I'm going to try to elaborate on that. Gino, in attacking the blue line, as we all know, is a late arrival. That's on purpose. That's not a criticism. Gino's a trailer. He's always been a trailer. He loves to find the open ice. He wants somebody else breaking through that wall and then looking for him coming in. Not to say that he can't gain the blue line himself, it's just his preference. Sid is, uh, well, Sid can do anything. Sid's a trailer, but Sid's also really, really good at identifying and pinpointing a pass to the trailer. 
He'll throw the puck to where he thinks the trailer will end up, and the trailer goes there. So it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy of a pass. So in that regard, I think you'd be fine. The neutral zone wouldn't be an issue, but especially if you put them out there with someone like uh, a Brian Rust who would bring that uh, extra speed component, that ability to, to gain the blue line with speed, to back off the defenseman, and, of course, the other things that Rust can manage from a defensive perspective. I'm playing along here, Gene. I'm not endorsing it. I'm playing along. Stay with me here. So now they get into the attacking zone. And Sid pulls up, Gino pulls up, <laughs> Rust keeps going, and I'm not crazy about any of this from this stage onward. Because Sid not only needs, but also wants two wingers, two other forwards to participate in a cycle process with him. That's the way he's been for a long, long time, and that's why Chris Kunitz worked there, and that's why Pascal Dupuis worked there. And yes, that's why Jake Gensel and Brian Rust have worked there. So if we're taking Jake off of that line, that's going to be missed. If you're taking Rust off of that line and leaving Jake there, then a lot of the other things that I just mentioned to you about gaining the attacking zone in the first place kind of go out the wayside, and you're also forfeiting a, a better defensive presence out of the three. I don't like it, Gene. Um, I do see what it's like when they're both out there on the power play, meaning Sid and Gino. Um, there's obviously a chemistry, a trust mutual respect and all that other stuff and they do make plays and they make plays that you think about whenever you do see McDavid and Dreisaitl connect the way they do up in Edmonton I'd like to see more of the monster in late game situations but I, I just I, I've never really felt that vibe once they're in the zone at five on five what's needed to happen to sustain a five on five pressure isn't there and also you don't have really between the two guys you don't have a pure trigger guy yes of course they can both shoot a hockey puck but i'm talking about the guy who finds space on the rink sets himself up for a shot plants himself there and obviously neither uh, Jake nor Rust is that guy either. So, eh, you know, I gave it a shot, man. I gave it a shot. It's good to hear from Eugene. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins, not just today, uh, but all week long. If you like what you hear and you'd be interested in seeing, hearing, reading more, check out DK Pittsburgh Sports. It's our website. Myself. And nearly a dozen staffers producing copy covering not just the Penguins, but the Pirates, Steelers, the colleges, the whole deal. DKPittsburghSports.com is where to go. Thanks, and we'll do this again Monday.